Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to a new year with Talking About You with Estra, radio and podcast. Bringing car accident support to the injured, those facing insurance company and employer ERISA challenges, covert and overt surveillance against those involved in collisions, along with car accident general topics. This is Estra from Seattle, Washington, USA, opening up the lines of communication to those involved in car wrecks or those interested in making life better for the millions dealing with car accident collision concerns. If this is you, dial in today to the program and be a part of the solution. Don't let fear stop you from helping others. Believe me, we are all in this together. Let's get talking. Thank you for joining me, Estra, on Talking About You with Estra from Seattle, Washington, USA. I'm glad you're here and ready to talk about car accidents, in middle age. Baby boomers have paid money into Social Security, not only for themselves, but the generations before them. Somehow, most of this money is no longer here. Where did it go? And why is the current government administration willing to cut Social Security, retirement, disability, Medicare, and Medicaid? Social Security was supposed to be a financial medical safety net for people who found themselves poor, injured, disabled, or retiring. But what has it become? Why has Congress protected the people involved in these programs? Social Security was never a program to help increase the wealth of Wall Street, who already received far too many subsidies that are rarely talked about. And that's the truth. Why are they getting so much more money, that $54 billion that Trump wants to allocate to the military, it goes to contractors, right? It doesn't go to anyone else. It doesn't go to the average person. It goes to people who already far exceed a lot of the money that need, they need to have or to live in our country. Social Security was never a program to help increase the wealth of Wall Street who already receive far too many government subsidies that are rarely talked about, okay? Does Wall Street really need more money from Social Security in the stock market? I don't know if you remember, but but, uh, George W. Bush was going to try that until our market collapsed. And who collapsed it? Wall Street. Haven't they lost enough money that should have gone to the American people? And why now, with Trump, as a president, would he want to even give them even more? Why does he need more? He said he was not even going to actually take his salary, and he only started not to when it started coming out that he was taking it. We have too many people today in our society, particularly insurance companies or employers under ERISA and Social Security, who aren't really taking care of the people they promised to. And why? Is it the greed of Wall Street? 
Do they not have enough power to go ahead and stand up for the people they're supposed to protect? Then maybe we ought to stand up to protect ourselves. Because if we don't, it appears that people in our political atmosphere, except a few politicians, won't do so. In fact, in the last recession, the American uh, economy was almost taken down. So are you really willing to trust Wall Street to gamble with Social Security, especially when they want to cut it? Why take down people who need Social Security the most? I don't understand that. In particular, if you actually wanted to gamble with your money, wouldn't you prefer to do it yourself? Frankly, Social Security does not belong in the hands of Wall Street, for my opinion. A single-payer system like Medicare would protect the citizens much better than what we have now or what Republicans want to put in place, which will kill more Americans for the lack of coverage than the improvements Obamacare or the ACA have done. Let me say that again because that is so important. The single-payer system is what uh, Medicaid, I'm sorry, Medicare is. It is a single-payer system. And it does more because they have more control on how that system is run than any of the other systems. Whenever you have private companies who are running, their interest is not necessarily in your best of health. It's their bottom line. It's to protect them and their wealth. Okay? If you look at most insurance industries now, we might as well just call them the banks because that's what they're doing is they are taking money as a bank and making use of it for their best of interest. And what they're trying to make sure they do is keep the cost low enough so they're really not necessarily paying you what you need, the care. If that were true, people without insurance would not have to pay almost thousands of dollars for medical uh, prescriptions that most people pay so little for when they're actually in a plan. Why is that a big difference? Who made that a, a priority? And more important, how many people are hurting because of it? What happens in the life of a middle-aged person when involved in a car accident, right? Most people, when they're at middle age, you know, they're like comfortable in their life or hopefully knock on wood. In our generation, baby boomers, with all the recessions and, and ways in which things have been taken from many of us, that's not even possible. In fact, if you look at statistics that tell you that previous generations are better uh, or stable, more stable than the baby boomers because of a lot of the lack in which we've been subjected to, which is kind of strange when you consider that baby boomers are uh, a generation that actually made probably more money for America than many have. So it's kind of strange when that happens. So what happens in the middle of life when a middle-aged person is involved in a car collision, in most cases, their lives are turned upside down along with their family members, especially if they're the breadwinner. If not the breadwinner, the money they're actually making usually provides stability for their initial family circle. So it's not like if you have oh, most people today, everyone is working in their family just to survive the cost of rent, the cost of food, the cost of insurance. I mean, this is definitely an endless list. And we're not talking about necessities here. We're talking about the basics. 
Most families have less than one month in savings to survive any disaster that comes their way. A personal injury or disability often changes family dynamics, which can uproot families via homelessness, lack of needed medical care, or basic nutrition. It's amazing just how much it costs for medical care. I don't think most people realize what that, those numbers look like until it happens to them. And when you don't have anything or you're poor, you don't, you're just, you know, surviving month to month, it's, it's really critical when things start to happen and, and, and you get hurt and things that you're not planning on having to pay for come up. So car accidents in middle age can significantly alter the way of life. Sometimes healing is a slow process, which can mean a loss of employment. Family pressures can also be intense during this time, especially if single family income. In other words, you're the only one working, you get in a car accident, you don't have a lot of resources to work with, you know, you can be up a paddle, up a creek without a paddle, and most are. Injured with less than one month saving, and there's no guarantee your insurance company for what will actually pay you, you know, especially even until you get back up on your feet. That's uh, truly amazing. And if you become permanently disabled, how will you survive? Evaluate how they will make profits from your actions. In other words, you don't know how you're going to survive, but the people you've been paying premiums to probably are going to do okay. And that's usually your insurance company, your employer, or Social Security Disability. Those are main, the main three that most people are concerned with. So who benefits from making decisions about your at, what's going to happen to you? So unfortunately, when you're disabled or injured, you must still pay close attention to what's going on in your life, uh, what your options are, what's in the fine print of your uh, articles. In fact, I was just listening to a show not too long ago that was talking about people living in Kentucky working in the coal mine. And what they found was that when they actually went to use their insurance uh, policy, there was a lot of stuff about that little fine print that made it so that they weren't able to actually use it for as much as they wanted to. And another thing that was mentioned, I think it was on, what was the name? It was on MSNBC. I'm, I'm uh, miss, can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head. Whose show it was? Uh, no, it wasn't him. Hopefully it will come to me before I get through. But they were also talking about the fine print and not actually being able to get the care that they need. Do you have that fine print in your policy? I would bet that you do. And it's not all the big things that you see in your policy that you should be concerned with. It really is that fine print because it's going to tell you what they're really going to do, what they're not going to do, how they're actually going to attempt not to pay you. And unfortunately, that's the key. They are really going to try not to pay you, which is definitely a problem. So the thing of it is, if you're in middle age and you get in a car accident, Make sure to take your time and think about what's going on. First of all, the insurance company that you've been working with, if you've never used them before, even if you have used them before, it's no guarantee that they're going to treat you right. Try to find out where you stand with them. 
because that's so critical, especially if you're, you're the only one working in your family because it's going to probably be a shock to all of you when things start to go downhill. But realize if it does go downhill that you will be okay, that many people today struggle with the same things that you're struggling with. It's either that the pain and suffering and getting the medical care you need is difficult or the money you need to survive isn't there. But don't give up. Try to use resources that are in your community because some of them are there. Maybe not all that you need, but something just to help you get by day by day. Sometimes it's not necessary to try to figure out how you're going to make things meet, you know, way into the future. Sometimes it's just too hard to try to do that. Try taking it one day at a time. And just keep a journal of all the ways in which you're able to, to overcome obstacles so that when something else comes up and you're looking and thinking, here I am, middle age, I've got all these things I need to do, but I don't know how I'm going to survive them. You can back, take a look back and say, oh, this is how I did it and this is how I'm going to survive. And so that is so important in being able to uh, get you through to that next moment. And that's truly what matters is being able to survive. Now, I would say give me a call at 718-766-4385 and tell me about your story, but I'm still having trouble with hackers. So instead, why don't you actually go out to my Twitter account at Esther's Radio Show and let me know. You can do the hashtag Esther's Radio Show and tell me about your experience as a middle-aged person in a car accident. Did your insurance company treat you well? Were you able to successfully uh, heal and get back to work? Uh, did you have problems of surveillance or harassment and intimidation? Because that also happens. Sometimes when you have a major accident, your insurance company, whether it's your employer, Social Security, or uh, an auto insurance company, they don't want to pay you. Can you imagine that? They don't want to pay you. Well, they should. And when they don't, speak out against it. Because if you stay intimidated and quiet about it, you're not going to be the only ones that get hurt by it. It's going to be those same people, those same middle-aged people, just like you, with a limited amount of funds to work with every month, that just kind of will withdraw. And this is really no time to withdraw. This is a time to take a look at, okay, this is what I need. This is what my family's going to need. And I'm going to plan to the best of my ability to make happen for us. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to stand. In fact, I'm going to be calling that insurance company, whether it's whoever it is, whether it's an employer, auto insurance, Social Security, I'm going to call them every day and ask them what's going to happen. Because if you wait for that last minute and they say, well, we'll have that to you in two weeks. Well, guess what? You'll wait two weeks and it won't be there. And then you call them and say, oh, we didn't know. We'll get it out to you in another two weeks. And so you don't want to be put in that predicament, especially when your funds are limited. You call them and you say, this is what I need today. When are you going to have it? And if they don't, they say, oh, we'll have it the next day. Then you call them and you ask them, did you send this out the next day? The key is do not be played with. Will some of them play with you? Unfortunately, yes, they will. And that's what you need. And you need to really know that preferably before you get into a collision. If you know 
that the company in which you're paying your premiums to doesn't treat their insurance fairly, get to moving. There's another one out there. Go until you find, go, continue to look until you find someone who is, has a reputation for paying their claims, for protecting their, uh, their insurance, because you don't want to be placed in a position where all of a sudden you're in a very bad place and who you depended on to be a great insurer becomes one of the worst insurers that you've ever encountered. So make sure to stand up for what you believe and what's important to you, and that's your life and getting better. I want to just take a moment and talk, uh, take a break and talk about some of the things that have happened this week. And boy, has it been a busy week. Uh, you know that your president put out a budget that actually looks like he's going to take everything away from most people who have very little in the first place and then give everything else to people who really don't need it. That doesn't seem like that's very has much common sense in it. Why would you take away money from people who need it the most and give it to the people who need it the least? Does that mean there's some bargains being made under the table? We may never know. But what we do know is how to speak out and to stand for what we believe in, especially when we need it. And it's unfortunate, you know, wage stagnation has hurt people as it is. And so people trying to do the best they can after an injury don't need any additional uh, cuts in the budget to make it even worse, especially children. If you get a chance, uh, this last week there was a show, what is it called? I think it's on CNN and it was, called The Messy Truth by Van Jones. And there was a woman that was actually in the show who usually gets meals on wheels. And for me, I don't know why that touched me so, because she was, when you see people who are working so hard to do the best they can just to get through life, and you hear that someone's going to just completely cut off people who need it the most, like meals on wheels, and the woman just talked about it. She said she'd been in her home for seven years and never been out. And Nails on Wheels was the way in which she actually was able to get food, uh, two meals a day. And I thought, how cruel could it be for Republicans at every level to stand for something like that? Would they want their mother going hungry? Their children? themselves, and perhaps that is what we need is for them to go out and have to live a hard life for a while for them to create, create the compassion that most people need. Most, and another thing that was really troubling on this is the fact that they were talking about how they wanted people to work, like uh, they were going back, I think Maxine, Representative Maxine Waters said it best this week where they were using the old stereotype of uh, uh, what was it, uh, the welfare queen of someone who was just out there taking advantage. No, in my opinion, nobody, uh, and she was using that as saying that they're actually really off base on this. No one, in my opinion, would deal with these people for, for so little money and, some, and to deal with them to get so much death from them. Who wants to deal with them? I don't know anyone. People like to be self-reliant. That's the best way to be in life. And most people try their best to get to that point, whether injured, disabled, 
or just poor in our society. Frankly, from my opinion, a lot of the ways in which our, our jobs have gone overseas and things that people have done have been the true uh, people who've hurt the poor. It's not the poor not seeking jobs or not seeking a salary in which they can uh, support their lifestyle. And it's not like they're asking for a Trump lifestyle. They just want to be able to take care of themselves and their families, recover from injuries if they can, or find a way to be productive in life, what people want. They don't want anything more than that. Another thing that's going to be happening actually next week is the confirmation for the next Supreme Court Justice, which I think his name is Neil Gorsuch. Um, But my question is, isn't it a seat that he's stolen if he's confirmed? You know, I think that, uh, frankly, from my opinion, a lot of Republicans, they don't actually play by the same rules. It's almost like they feel that they live a privileged life. For example, had President Obama held back some of the Supreme Court justices that they could have actually nominated, they would have been hitting the roof, saying all kinds of things about him. But from their perspective, they can do things, in my opinion, to mistreat people, and they call it okay. It's exceptional. You know, they make an exception for themselves, whereas people on the other side, it's awful. So from, from my perspective, they need to actually take a look at where they're standing and what they're believing and apply the same standard to themselves that they're applying to other people. Also this week, more damaging information has come out about the Trump administration and the Russian connection. So I don't know where that's leading, but um, I guess when they convene Comney, which of course I I personally do not have a lot of faith in after the Hillary uh, scandals that he did for the emails in the previous uh, election. I'm still kind of disturbed by the whole way in which he's handled that and his whole type of leaning towards Republicans. It bothers me because if we don't have a set of uh, people working for us that that is not leaning to Republicans or Democrats, but just truth, then we as, a, we as a society are going to have big problems. You know, we're, we're supposed to be objective human beings. We're supposed to be able to take our time and understand what is really going on and, and do the things, do the right things for our country, not a party. But what's really going to be kind of scary is the, I call it the Ryan Trump health care bill which is coming up on, I believe it's this coming Thursday for a vote. And the government budget says if this bill is passed, it will hurt millions of people. I think it was like, the number was like 24 million for the government budget who analyzed the Trump budget and Ryan budget and the Obama budget. And what they found was that the uh, Obamacare or ACA would actually improve and more people would be able to sign up for health care, whereas with the Ryan Trump one, it's going in reverse, and it's going to hurt a lot of people. So it's kind of sad to me that um, do they really care about Main Street? I mean, how can you really sit there and say you care about people when you allow them to be hurt in this way? 
I don't understand it. Maybe you have some idea. If you do, go ahead and post it on hashtag Esther's Radio Show because I'd really like to hear your opinion. But what got me the most this week, and I mean it really got me the most, was when uh, Germany's chancellor um, visited, and she, to my opinion, was actually not treated well by President Trump. Um, he refused to shake her hand. Um, and my motto is, if, if you're not going to, if you ask somebody to come and visit, you don't mistreat them. You treat them with respect. When he came to visit the White House, how did the Obamas treat him? They treated him with respect. If you cannot treat our allies with respect, um, Senator uh, Chancellor Merkel didn't deserve the treatment that she got, from my opinion, here in America. I think that she handled it very well, and she was very respectful, but I just don't think that uh, President Trump gave her the, the respect that she deserved. And to go on a little bit, and that's another thing, it seems like we're spending a whole lot of time on Trump. Why should we be spending so much time on the drama that President Trump is creating when we've got so much suffering going on here at home? We've got people who are homeless. We've got people who need food. We have people who are looking for jobs. We have people in car accidents that are middle-aged or even young. Um, There are thousands of accidents every single day. And there's so much more that we could actually be talking about and doing something about. So why are we spending so much time on drama? We don't need drama. At least most of us don't need drama in our lives. There is much more we can accomplish after a collision, like getting insured civil rights legislation passed by Congress. And we need it passed on a federal level because As you can see, a lot of the Republicans are always trying to pass things down to the states. The problem with that is that when you have different rules and regulations, then you don't get the help that you need. And so that's why insured civil rights legislation must be passed by Congress to uh, make sure that insurance companies or employers or Social Security will pay uh, people who are injured in a car collision. Okay, I'm going to go on. I think I have a couple, just a couple more to talk about for things that have happened in the week. It's, uh, let's see. I don't know. I have to sometimes think, what is our president thinking? You know, first he goes on this rampage about Obama being a birthright. Obama brings out his, his birth certificate, and he's still calling him a birthright. I don't know. He has to be from Kenya. Oh, I've got to find this stuff, right? And then I guess he gets dressed out. I don't know. I don't know what's going to his mind, so I'm not going to pretend like I do. That Obama's wiretapping. Like, Obama has time for him. Obama had spent eight years in the White House fighting the Republicans for us. Not for him, but for us. To make sure that we could get some of the things that we needed to have on a regular basis. And he fought, fought, fought very hard for it. And even that was not enough in most cases because the Republicans had already set out and decided they were going to make him a one-term president, and they couldn't do it, but they sure tried to make it as hard on him and on hard as us as humanly possible. And that's the question I want to ask you. 
What kind of people would make things so hard on the people they're supposed to represent when they know that they're not making good decisions? And the scary fact is now they have the House, the Senate, and the presidency. And now they're, they're really trying to take, give it to us. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Take it away from us is probably a better way of saying that. So I'm not sure what uh, the president or the GOP, and frankly, I personally believe it's uh, Republicans that are leading this because when, when uh, President Trump came in, he had ideas, but they were not formalized. It's only been seven weeks. And frankly, it's very difficult for anybody to come up with all of these ideas, put them in place in seven weeks. Okay? You have to have help, and somebody else has to be doing that. So I'm not, when things keep going down, I suggest that you take a look at the Republicans to see exactly what they are really doing. And just as a side note, Prepare for the worst in case it happens. You hope for the best, right? But you prepare for the worst. Because from my perspective, poor, disabled, veterans, children, and the elderly are about to take a really bad ride with these cuts. And we certainly will have to learn or actually lean on each other while Wall Street is given more than their fair share. So if you have any comments on what I've talked about for what's happened in the last week, actually you can still try to give me a call at 718-766-4385. But if you're not able to get in, make sure to use hashtag Estra's Radio Show. When millions of us speak up, middle-aged, young, old, all drivers, and share our car accident experiences, we don't have to be fearful, intimidated, or anything else we've been told is an issue. Because by standing together, each of us creates a way to make things happen. For the facts are the facts. The truth don't change. Nor do outcomes unless we stand up. So encourage others, if you know they've been in a car accident, to actually speak out and talk about what's going on. By the way, Disability Surveillance Targets Day 1 through 12 is out on estroseattle.com. And the remaining 12 or additional 12 will soon be out on Amazon. So make sure that you go out and take a look. So if you got those digits, call 718-766. Four three eight five. The insurance industry and medical industry um, has been, let's see, for generations, the care and concern of healthcare was in the hands of patients, right? You and I, we'd go to the doctor, he'd give us the bills, he'd give us time to pay it, we'd submit it to the insurance company. And then the insurance company would send us a check, and then we would pay uh, the doctor. And why did this? Why did we do it this way? Because it kept the balance of power between policyholders' rights and insurance companies' rights. Unfortunately, as Wall Street often does, and as politicians are doing today, 
the idea is being put forth is not for equal. In other words, it's not equal for all, but those already with enough greed and power to last in a lifetime. So in other words, they've changed the way in which this system works and not for the injured uh, interest. So it's for those who already have enough greed and power to last a lifetime. However, this leaves the majority of people in a bad place, especially people who are middle-aged, because there's a, typically a lot more responsibility on people, baby boomers. So we, we know that it does put the people in a bad place, but hopefully not putting them in their graves before their time, right? Why did insurance companies want to decide when and how much medical providers are paid? You know what the answer is? Control. Yes, controlling patients and the medical industry not only saves them money, but allows them to decide who lives and who dies. And unfortunately, if this Trump budget is put through, uh, we're going to see that. And I hope somebody will be keeping track and pointing out what that means. And how are they going to do that? Delays in payments can close down medical institutions, allows patients to die without authorization of care, and to keep their investors satisfied. You know, it's time for investors to step up and say, hey, we do like money, we want our investments to pay off, but not at the expense of the lives of other human beings. The origins of insurance does not have its design in corporate self-protection at all costs. The mission of insurance was in case of an emergency, consumers with a policy could reduce the risk of calamity. Somehow, insurance industries have been transformed into a risk reduction for itself and investors and not consumers. This transfer of missions has hurt the very people it was supposed to protect. The same is true for both public and private insurance companies, okay? They're, unfortunately, today they're working a lot alike. Social Security Administration acts the same as private companies, especially when led by a Republican government. When American citizens become less important to Wall Street than itself, the country forgets why it became one of the best places in the world. In this current environment, fewer foreigners are willing to visit the U.S. I'll have to stop here for a second to see if you know about this. This last week it came out that 40% of students have decided not to come to the U.S. to go to school. Can I say that again? 40% of the students, from foreign students, have decided not to come to the U.S. to go to school. What does that say about what we're saying to the world? Saying that we aren't who we, we said we were and that they're, they're feeling like they're not safe here. But if we don't feel safe here and middle-aged people can't even be, feel safe that their insurance company is going to pay them after a collision, why would they come here? Losing our stature in the world because of a few selfish companies may be one of the saddest times in our history. You know, it's, it's just, I don't know what to say. Uh, we're going to have to be accountable, and in particular Trump voters, I'm talking to you, to be accountable for the decisions that we've made. Citizens must become educated and run for political office to fend off some of the greed that currently is affecting our society. 
The taste in the mouth of a few may not sour in their mouth, but it is bitter on the taste buds of many people living, people living with consequences of their actions. Equality, fairness, compassion, courage, and doing the right things cannot be of the past in this country. Each of us is responsible for keeping the values which hold our way of life. 20% have been holding the country up. And now it's time for at least 75% to take up restoration hopes and dreams that these country, that our country was actually built on. Ensured civil rights legislation will be passed by a Congress who looks out primarily for policyholders needing help and support, not politicians and insurance lobbyists looking out for themselves. Respect and dignity for people who have built this land and want this country's high standards and welcoming arms create an environment which reflects who we are and continue to be as a country. So as long as the insurance industry controls benefits, medical care, fairness, and equality might just elude us, even when we're in middle age. If we are finally awakened as a country, which I hope we are, we must look into every avenue and make corrections where justice and fairness is found. Because if we don't, we're going to end up in a place we won't even recognize our own country. You know, that, that would be a sad thing if there is to have to be concerned about where, where we are and what our, what's going to happen with our children. And I think they've already uh, done our children an injustice. Our children have fallen behind, um, and now they're trying to cut even education anymore, uh, cut education even more. Uh, there's a problem with that. So middle-aged people, if you're involved in a car accident, be sure to come out to estroscarwreckhelp.com. There's information out there and suggestions that you can take to make your life better day in and day out, and not to get too discouraged about what happens. If you find that your insurance company, your employer, or Social Security is not willing to pay you, or not only will they not necessarily pay you, but some of them will put you under surveillance okay, in hopes of being able to catch you doing something and so they don't have to pay you. What is wrong with these? This is wrong. Why don't they do what they promised to do? Why did they put the small print in there to, to try to get out of and try to get out of ways to pay you? It's wrong. But as we've seen with the marches in 217, when we stand together, we can make this change. We can stand up and fight for what is right, and we can make it so that whether you're middle-aged or young or old, you're able to actually get what you need, and that's really what the bottom line is. I hope you've enjoyed the new format for talking about you with Estra. So let me know, hashtag Estra's Radio Show on Twitter or talking about you with Estra on Facebook. The more we know about our rights concerning car accidents, the better off lives fully injured and disabled will be, even at middle age. Thanks for your participation today in the program. Until next week, drive safe, stay hopeful, and help each other. This is Estra 
your car accident advocate in Seattle, Washington, USA. When you need me, I'll be here at estrascarwreckhelp.com or estrasseattle.com. Thank you. Enjoy your Saturday night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.